and welcome to my podcast on Greek mythology. Before we begin, I kind of just want to get a bit familiar with all of you. Uh, my name's Hannah, and I've been obsessed with Greek mythology for as long as I can remember. I remember first reading the Percy Jackson books, or I must have been about nine. I completely fell in love with them, and so I began to research more into Greek mythology and found unending love for them. Let me ask you one question before I officially begin. What is Greek mythology? That's the question everyone's been trying to work out for centuries and centuries. The answer is, no one knows. It's whatever really the person wants to believe in. So, if you choose to believe in Homer, the man who wrote the Iliad and Odyssey, then you believe in him. But I can guarantee you there'll be somebody else out there who's written a completely different perspective on Greek mythology. Take Stephen Fry. I've actually got a few of his books in my bookshelf, and I know for a fact he will be way different to Homer's. Without any further ado, let's begin. I am going to say two words to you, and I want you to write down what you think. Greek mythology. Did you think of Zeus and Hades and Poseidon? You are absolutely right. However, there are far more out there than Zeus, Hades and Poseidon. In fact, they're, they're like generation three, if you like. The thing that started it all, believe it or not, chaos. Chaos was it. He was, he is etern he is the eternal being. He started everything. Well, I say he, no one actually knows the gender. But a lot of people speculate that it's a man. As you do. Anywho, this is where it gets a bit, you know, incestuous. Chaos had four children, Nyx, Erebos, Tartarus, and Gaia, or Gaia, depending on how you say it. Nyx is night. She has a chariot that drags across the sky when the sun is done, and she is night. Erebos was darkness. Now, I know a lot of people get confused between Nyx and Erebos, but Nyx, as I literally just said, is the embodiment of, of night, and Erebos is just darkness. So when you turn your light out, or you go under your covers, or you put a blindfold on, that's darkness, that's Erebos. But when it's all the stars are out at night, that's Nyx. Then we've got Tartarus, who is under hell. Like, he is... He holds the worst of the worst of the worst people. I will get onto this much later on, but when a monster or a bad person is slain, they will go to Tartarus and reform over the course of a few centuries, or millennium in some cases. Finally, we have Gaia, or Gaia. She is Earth. She is Mother Earth, right? She is all the grass and the trees and the greenery, and she is Earth. Without her, none of us would exist. And as I mentioned earlier, it gets a bit incestuous around now. Remember, remember Nyx, Lady of Night? Yeah, well, she had a daughter with Chaos, her father. That was Achilles. Achilles lives in Tartarus, as he is just the space under hell. It's not actually a person, which gets a bit confusing later on. But I'll come up to that later. Achilles is the goddess of misery and poison. So when somebody who's particularly bad needs a punishment involving poison, or you guessed it, misery, she's your girl. You know, if you want to poison an old enemy of yours, just, just pop her Achilles a message and I'm sure she'll do it for you. Then we've got, remember Erebus? Yeah, he also had two children with Nyx, his sister. 
Anyway, Aether and Hemera. Now this is a rather odd one for me. Aether is air slash light, so he is he opposes Rebos, being darkness and all. And Hemera is day, so she never ever ever saw her mum. Nyx, being night, was either always up or Hemera was up. They never crossed paths. Strange, isn't it? More incestuous behaviour. Aether and Hemera then went on to have Talassa, who we'll discuss more on her later on. But she, all I will say, just to Inga's here enticed, is she was she had something to do with water. I will move on from that, and we will discuss more of that later. And on his own, nobody quite knows how or why you'd want to do this on your own. But Tartarus had the father of all monsters, Typhon. He is the the monster. He's father monster. More on, again, more on this later on, but he then goes on to have a multitude of children with the mother monster, Echidna. And finally, more incestuous behaviour, we have Gaia and Tartarus. And Gaia and Tartarus had 18 giants, their children. Um, we'll do more on this, more on the giants later on, because they actually link in with the gods, and we're going to meet them all personally in a bit. But each giant that was born was meant to oppose a certain god. So for example, Ares, god of war, bloodshed, raw, stabby, stabby, stab. Yes, you know him? Good. The, one of the three giants that opposed him was somebody called Damason. He was peaceful. He wanted a bit anticlimactic, if you ask me. But he, Damason was peaceful. He didn't want anything to do with war or fighting or bloodshed. Kind of makes it a bit pointless to oppose him, but, you know, Greek mythology is going to Greek mythology. Now we've met the Protagonoi and how... Panky panky, they can all get with each other. Let's go into a bit more about what they are and what they do. As I mentioned earlier, Chaos is the eternal being. He has the complete ability to control everything and anything. Next is Nyx, and as I mentioned, she is night, and anything that is a creature or something to do with night is completely under her domain, thus making it under her control. Same applies with Hemera. She is day, anything within day, completely under her power. And now we'll do Erebos. As I'm sure you can gather, Erebos, as I mentioned, is the is the protagonoi of darkness, meaning everything that's in the dark is under his control. So when you look in your cupboard and you see glowing eyes, that that's a monster. Nah, I'm kidding. Monsters don't exist. Or do they? Moving swiftly on, Aether, air and light, as I mentioned earlier. He generally does air, he's more well known for his ability to control air, so that would be winds and tornadoes and hurricanes, anything that involves any kind of gust of wind is under his control. And next we've got the woman of the hour, Achilles! As I mentioned earlier, she's the goddess of misery and poison, so... Moving on, we've got Tartarus and Gaia. Tartarus, as I mentioned, is under hell, which means he, he well, he gave birth, uh, actually I'm not going to use the word gave birth because that's odd for a dude, but he had Typhon, which is father of the monsters, and I suppose by extension you could say Tartarus is grandfather to all the monsters. He has 
in an extract I read once, there was um, a very vivid description of when a mod of somebody walking across Tartarus, and it was like his skin. It was like Tartarus was it, and they were walking across his skin, and like little, you know what everyone knows what acne is, right? Good. Uh, all the monsters were in like these little bubbles on the surface, helping them reform after they've been killed on the surface. Blah. Gives me shivers thinking about it. Finally, we've got the woman, the myth, the legend, Gaia. Mother Earth. She can control everything except the sky, pretty much. She can, she can control nature, she can control animals, natural disasters. She could even cause a tsunami, even though water's not her domain. She's quite a force to be reckoned with. I wouldn't bully her kids on the playground, would you? Please feel free to come back for my second part, in which I'll be discussing the Titans. Ooh. I'll give you a very quick preview. Their parents are Gaia and Uranus. And oh, just before I shoot, uh, if you're wondering who by the name Uranus sounds familiar, it's because the Roman equivalent is Uranus. That might help jog your memory a little bit. 